Wesley on this Feelman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Yeah, it's just a, it's a grind, especially college. I think, I actually think coaching in the NFL is less of a, a grind because you're not dealing with as much stuff. I would agree with that. It's more of a business, more of a tunneled in, right. doing your thing. You're doing a football thing. You could, How is your uh, weekend in Indianapolis, my friend? Good, you cut me off there. I was, I inter- did, yeah. I was interested in hearing what I had you, to you say. You to hear what you had to say? No. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. You know, I love to hear what I have to say. That was an awkward edit. Hopefully, we'll do it better the next time. <laughs> well, That's the beautiful hey. thing about doing a podcast. I just Three do. times a week as we get a chance to do it better every time. Well, that and, you know, I know where your priorities are now. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> trying to figure those priorities out. It's a brave new world out there. <laughs> a rainy new world this morning here on October the 19th. Uh, two weeks a day away from the national mm-hmm. election and uh, what, six days away from the yeah. Buckeyes opener. Congratulations on not getting fired after your first week. That's yeah. an accomplishment in itself. Thanks for feeding that <laughs> misnomer out there. I keep getting, oh, you've been fired from every job. I've actually never been fired. Weren't we fired from no, the we, zone? Well, what do you think, call I that? I don't think we were fired. We were just, they flipped the format. They still pay. Okay. If they pay you after tomato, you leave. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. I don't know. Depending <laughs> on how, I'm parsing the uh, semantics of the whole situation. I think this is the only place where we know we can't get fired from. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I almost got, I almost fired myself for costing myself $1,600 for a new garage door. Yeah. But yeah, and other than that, I'm yeah. I'm still not tired of that door, by the way. That's a beautiful door. Thank you. All right. So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm not depressed by the Browns game. I mean, you can see that coming a hundred miles away. Thirty-eight to seven is a little bit more than I thought. But when you throw a pick six early in the game, pretty tough to Especially, come back from yeah, that. At at Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh, and they're yeah. playing really well. And well, they are. Ooh, wow, defense, <laughs> fast defense. So why the the thing like with the NFL is you really have to have a short memory because it can change. Like the Browns easily could do that to Pittsburgh. And it'll be harder, more difficult, but I'm saying it's not impossible yep. to do because it's the NFL. Yep. You're going to have games where nothing works. And it's, it, you know, it, it's so interesting going into Indianapolis against with the Colts and the Bengals and just preparing for that game. You got to get rid of Phillip Rivers. What a mistake it was to sign Phillip Rivers. He can't play anymore. I said that. Yeah. I, I didn't say he, he well, I just said he, I said he was done. I said he was done. Yeah, and he was done for 400 yards. Now, I know it was against the Bengals. Yeah. But I, it, it's still some of the throws he was making yesterday. There's not a lot of guys that can make those throws as consistently as he did with very average wide receivers, including T.Y. Hilton, who is not the T.Y. Hilton that we used to see. And no running back because Marlon Mack's hurt. Jonathan right. Taylor's there, but Jonathan Taylor's good back. Yeah, he's good, but he's not Marlon Mack. Yeah, and uh, look, Marlon Mack. Not I heard you people. say yesterday that you were when you get your schedule, you look at the teams and see, hey, great, I get to see this guy yeah. this week or this guy this week, and Marlon Mack's one of the guys Marlon you look forward Mack, to seeing. When I look at the Colts, Marlon Mack was the first guy that I circled because I did Marlon Mack's first game as a rookie. And he came in and just did some wonderful things. And I said to myself, I, you know, that's not a guy that you heard of coming out, right? Yeah, nope. and, and and so I just really liked the guy and liked watching him play. And I haven't done a Colts game since then. So I was really excited when I saw the schedule mm-hmm. that I knew that he hurt his Achilles. So I was disappointed. But, yeah, as, as a as a football fan, I mean, I love good players. You and I have talked about this numerous times that 
I'm just a fan of talent. Yeah. I mean, I just love watching good people <laughs> that are really good at their jobs, whatever that job may be, regardless if I like the activity or not. I enjoy watching people that are really good do their job. And uh, But anyway, it was uh, for the Browns. Four and two. That's the thing. So here's the goal. You get to five and three by the break. If you're five and three by the break, you're pretty good. You got a good shot. Well, they should get to five. They play in Cincinnati this week. Yeah. Cincinnati's better than they were last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're still a ways away. I think they're talent wise depleted, especially on the defensive line. Defensive line, not offensive line? Offensive line was much better yesterday. Offensive line was actually really good yesterday for the Bengals. I think that Joe got sacked once, maybe twice, was under some pressure, but mm-hmm. for the most part had time to throw the ball. Uh, ill-fated, ill-timed interception oh, at the yeah. end. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, go, I'll break that down in a second. But overall, I mean, I think Joe Burrow is uh, – I was really impressed with him yesterday. He did some really good things. I'm not just saying that because he's a Buckeye. I'm right. just – I'm saying that because you know I go into every situation because these guys are NFL players now with a very critical eye, and I was really impressed with him. I thought AJ Green uh, showed up yesterday, which you know he made a huge fourth down catch, a clutch catch. So I don't think his left foot was in, but they got the benefit of it. It was a great catch. Yeah. That no, I'm talking about the one across his body. Uh, it was a fourth and ten, I okay, believe. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was drive. a nice catch. He I think contact, the other one, yeah. He, yeah, he caught a break. But, I mean, those officials yesterday we had, everything had to be reviewed. I mean, come on. No. You know, so, but overall, uh, Joe Mixon's a good player. The offensive line was much better. Yes, defensively, their D-line is really depleted. The secondary had problems with rub routes. I see it all year. The touchdown uh, to... Uh, uh boy, eighty Jack Doyle, mm-hmm. Logan Wilson, the rookie linebacker, got picked off. I mean, those are things that you have to be able to constantly drill and know that are coming just by formation alone. I mean, I it's very frustrating for me. And I, I sit up there, and you know what I say to myself? Shut up! Don't say it. Here's the thing: not don't, everybody don't. has the um, standard that you had for pregame preparation. And seeing things before they happen because you've repped it in film study and preparation. A million times. And so, and I'm not saying that they're not coached that. It's just, it just bothers me when it's not executed. And so I can understand. If I can see it, why can't he see it? How I, well, that's your, but I also, I can understand how my coaches would get frustrated if something like that would happen to me. For example, um, I made a point in, in for high school coaches on fourth down. When a quarterback comes up to center, okay, I said run the quarterback sneak for one reason, one reason only, not because, oh, everybody runs a quarterback sneak. No, they don't. When you have two defensive tackles and you have a little bubble over that center and you need a half a yard, it should be an automatic should be. quarterback sneak. So the counter to that is, first of all, as a linebacker, I used to check the foot of the quarterback on the fourth and one. If that foot was staggered, like a, a track stance stagger, yeah. it's quarterback sneak. He's so coming. what you do is you shift late and take away that quarterback sneak. You double-team that center with your two defensive tackles, and you drive mm-hmm. the center back. Then hopefully you have guys, and you pinch everybody else in to take off any, take out any inside running lanes. 
you know, that sounds like it's simple, but I'm not talking about the ability just to recognize a quarterback sneak. I'm talking about the ability to adjust your defense to the quarterback sneak. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Do you understand? I do. I absolutely I mean, do. sometimes I wonder, am I, I, I don't, I think I make it pretty simple. I, I, do? I, I do not want to talk like over people. No, that's very easy to understand. That's so, absolutely easy to understand. You look for bubbles, and that's where they're running. It's that's not exactly hard. right. Yeah. If they have receivers that are bunched together, they're going to run rub routes. Press one guy, get the other two off, and play in and out. It's yeah. not that hard. Yeah, but the Bengals yesterday had an opportunity to win that game, should have won it, were up big early and didn't win. The Browns were never really in it at Pittsburgh. We'll discuss both in the Buckeyes opener against Nebraska as well. But a reminder, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, two boxes waiting for you upstairs. The people at Hemisphere, kind enough to provide those for Spiel's Hunter's yeah. Blend and another box that has, a, I think, an assortment in it. But uh, Hemisphere still giving you 15% off as a Spielman and Hooley listener. That's great. When you use the promo code We Tackle Life, so check it out hemispherecoffeeroasters.com and don't re- don't forget this is a time of year where you start to think about you know this business has done business with me or I'd like to do something nice for my boss or my teacher or whatever corporate gifts gift baskets gift uh, ensembles they have them in hemisphere they'll put one together for you yeah, or they it. have some pre-prepared hemispherecoffeeroasters.com and if you're ever in Mechanicsburg Ohio stop I mean, I'm sure they'd love people to stop they by. They do, yeah, and, they do, of course. And the frozen drink thing they got going oh, there, that's man. awesome. <laughs> that's like, I don't yeah. even know what it is. Yeah. But. That, that's the other thing is if you are actually at their shop, they are really skilled at making different kinds yeah, of coffee so and lattes check and them all out. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the thing that bothered me about the Bengals game, number one, what happened to the offense after they get out 21 to nothing? Is that... I know some of that's just the NFL. The other team's yeah. going to come back. But you go, they get touchdowns on our first three possessions? Yeah. And then no more touchdowns. Yeah. Then Indy went three and got 21 straight in the second quarter. So we get to the end of the game. You pretty much know it's going to tighten up. It's on the road. <laughs> it's the Bengals. You, you know yeah. it's going to tighten up. Okay. So it's going to come down to a series of plays where you have to make a play. And... The Colts on their field goal drive that really won the game, put them up four. They got third and nine and third and eight. And I know they converted both, but they could have thrown it to me on both of those, and I could have converted. The guys were not not only caught the ball, they were so open and so unfettered going where they wanted to go. Two Were those coverage busts? Von Bell on one. Yeah, that that was I think where he where, went inside. The other tight end the, went outside. Yeah. So he tried to play a route, yeah. right? And they just did a read route off of him, and that that's that but little step. Make those I, no. mistakes. But right what there. happened the following play where Von Bell got up and pressed the coverage, and then they were able to play it better. They're just such there's such a lack of a pass rush mm. by the Bengals. There's there's nothing there. You know, there's nothing consistent is there. That, I mean, well, they didn't have they didn't have Sam Hubbard yesterday, right? They didn't have, they Sam didn't have DJ Reader and didn't have DJ Reader. Geno Atkins is not he's Geno D-U-N. Atkins. D-U-N. Yeah, he's I. Well, it's pretty close. Yeah, unfortunately, because he's a, has had, he had a great his, career. He had his day. It's today's just this day's not his day. You know, and they had another couple other guys get hurt. So it's just you know they're playing with good solid backups, but you're not going to get anything consistent pass rush. But then. 
you have to force them to bring five or five guys or more. Then when you do that, you're putting those other guys on an island and you're playing against a team that picked up the blitz pretty well. Like Jonathan Taylor did a great job picking up, just like Gio Bernard did a great yeah. job of picking up a blitz one time. And you give Phillip Rivers that kind of time. But I think the frustrating thing, if you're a Bengals fan, is it's not like you're playing a guy that can run around. You're not playing Baker Mayfield. No, you're you're not. not playing Kyler Murray. You're not playing anybody that can can hurt you, right? Or Lamar Jackson, who they played the previous week. You're playing a sitting target, and they couldn't get to him. Nope. And if you can't get to him, he's going to make you pay. And I just thought the pass coverage, their secondary, was pretty solid all year. And I just thought the, the pass coverage wasn't very consistent yesterday. When you play zone, you just can't play pure zone. You have to play like a matchup. If a guy comes into your zone, you play it man-to-man. Mm-hmm. The interception that Jesse Bates had was an incredible play, but it was not only by Jesse, but William Jackson was the one to force that, which was just a phenomenal play by uh, William Jackson. So I think there are signs for the Bengals, Bruce. They're a better team than they were last year. Uh, I'm a big fan of Joe Mixon. Um, You know, I get what he did coming out of school. That's past history. I I think he's been... Wonderful since he's been down there. I don't know if you know anything that I don't know. But I don't. Here's my question. I like about him it. as a player, though. I do too. How much, if any, of a disadvantage are they in? Because it's pretty clear to me that when they're going to throw, and the other team knows they're going to throw, they can't have him in the game because they don't trust him to do what Gio Bernard did with that blitz pickup that you lauded. Yeah. And uh, you'd like to be able to have Joe Mixon in the game He's in there sometimes to throw him the ball as an outlet in those situations. Well, he threw him the ball yesterday in the end zone. He dropped it for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. So, I, I look, you need two guys, right? Mm. The, the the play that bothered me was the fullback dive with Samaj P. Ryan, who hasn't had a carry all year. He's sitting on the bench. He's in there. He's not a lead blocker. You know it's coming. Yeah. I saw it last week against the Jets. I thought that was a joke call. That play never works. It never works. Yeah, the quick fullback handoff. And it down. doesn't work anymore. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not Woody running. You know, twenty-two dive. Yeah. It, Harbaugh's running that. Play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's running a lot. It's and it doesn't work. And I just don't understand it. And that's like you have Joe Mixon. Put a tight end and give him a lead blocker, and your line has been run blocking the best it's run block most of the year. I mean, Joe had a big game against Jacksonville, but this was a much better front seven than the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they came out and were punched. I mean, that that second touchdown to Joe Mixon with yeah. that line yeah, they drove that. Drove him right in from about the five-yard line Unbelievable in. surge. So, look, I'm optimistic about the Bengals. I just think. You know, there's some guys away, man. That's just that's they're just guys away. They, not many. You know, you, you got to be able to stop third and eight, third and nine. You just yeah, you, you got to be able to, to stop. Well, and I, I and Randy it. Bullock made some has done a nice job since he gave away the opener. You got to make that field goal, man. You cannot miss from forty eight because that changes everything at the end of the yeah, game. It does. Changes, you have it to make the mindset that field goal. of the Colts. Changes the mindset. Joe's driving down there to give a chance yeah. for a game-winning field goal as opposed to needing a touchdown. But uh, I, I really uh, – I, I, look, I'm more optimistic, I think, than most Bengal fans. I mean, because – They're not happy about hearing we're getting close. That was a familiar theme. Zach Taylor said it last night. Uh, Burrow was not 
embracing that as much, but Bengal fans are sick and tired of hearing it. When you go 17 games without a road I, man, I get it. Sick yeah, and tired of hearing that. Been since, what, 2018, since they've had a yeah. road victory. So. so let's talk about Joe Burrow because yep. I think he does a lot of nice things. I'm not sure the arm strength is there that you need to have. Uh, I will respectfully disagree. I okay. think there's there's some of the throws that I watched against the Ravens and against the Jaguars, there were some misses. Like where I can see where you might say that. Uh, but after watching him yesterday, I think it's – more than there, okay. To be honest with you, the and last I, I, I think the timing, he's getting better with his receivers, and he's seeing the field quicker. And that's the one thing. When I had a conversation with him on Saturday morning, the one thing he talked about was, you know, his eyes need to be better, and that's just. And that we put up a little graphic. It's pre-snap read, post-snap verification. That means, okay, I, I got a pre-snap read. I know what I think they're doing. Then when I'm I'm back in my drop, I know for sure what they're doing. Then he has to make a decision where to throw the ball. I thought he looked – that was really good yesterday. He had a couple – should have had probably two picks yesterday. The uh, Okariki, mm-hmm. uh, linebacker, dropped one. But there was some just better decision-making. He's avoiding negative plays. Here's the thing I said uh, – I didn't say this on a broadcast. I should have because I wrote it down as something that I wanted to get to, but I didn't really notice it yesterday. With Joe Burrow, in college, he was a very good athlete that could create and buy time. In the NFL, he is a average athlete. He broke that pocket in the fourth quarter, and I think he thought he got away from pressure, and it the closed Colts defender quick, came it? off his blocker and down he went it was a great play by yeah, the Colts defender yeah. and it looked like because i think joe thought he had a little bit of thought a i got leg. room here i'm gonna run it up and in here guy, and make make eight to ten he got yeah. a one yard gain yeah and so i, I forget who made the, the the tackle on that but uh i look i'm gonna agree with zach i think they're closer uh close is i they're depleted on defense still um they like they're young linebackers they're a long way away. I think they potentially they could be good. That's a spot they need an upgrade. And yeah. Then when you take Sam Hubbard and DJ Reader away, they don't have the kind of depth to withstand that. No, and you know they they also had a couple other defensive tackles hurt. Yeah. So, and that's the center of your defense. So, depth wise, they're not there. But I, I'm going to say this: that they're a much better team than they were last year. So I can understand why Zach. Taylor would say, yeah, we're getting closer, and he's right. And, that you know, that's not an excuse. He understands it's a win business, but, you know, if you're going to look at something, um, it, it's I, I don't care if you're tired of hearing it. Just because people are tired of hearing it doesn't make it true or less true. It's true. that He is right. Yeah, and, and things add up. I mean, you know, C.J. Uzama's not a guy that you go, oh, I can't possibly no, win this week without him. But, I mean, that when oh. you lose guys – there's a cumulative effect to that, especially and, him. Yeah, only it wouldn't surprise me if they beat the Browns at home this week. He's a CJ is a is was a really good player coming into his own, and just by his presence and threat, right? I, I mean, the sample kid's a nice player and mm-hmm. all that, but is he CJ Uzama? No. So as a defensive coordinator, you're sitting there saying, 
uh, I'm concerned about Drew Sample. No, but what C.J. Uzama put on film, well, we got we got an account for him. You know. So anyway, was the interception I'm, at the end a rookie mistake? I mean, Aaron yep. Rodgers made a bad mistake yesterday. Pick six against Tampa Bay. He stared his guy down. So it happens. But what? Let's go through the last I interception. Think he missed the coverage. I think. Uh, I thought. I thought it was what they call half quarters coverage. Some some people call it cover six. Okay. So it starts out as two safeties deep. Okay, on a snap of the ball, the safety to the trip side where Tyler Boyd was running into the middle got depth, and he started working his way inside the safety that's deep. Justin Blackman, the backside safety, is a safety that's playing shorter. So he's to, he. there's no threat. There's nothing because it was three receivers to one side. Justin Blackman wasn't threatened. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there leaning to the trip side, and he's just reading Joe Burrow, and it was just an easy pick for him. Joe just thought, I think, thought it was a three deep coverage, and it was only a t- it was a two deep coverage. So he did not account for the safety on the backside of the throw. I think that's where the mistake was made. He never saw the sa- uh, backside safety. I think he just misread the coverage. That would be my quick analysis of it, and that's what it looked like to, on the film. But Joe will have to answer that question of why he threw that ball. Yeah, likewise, Baker Mayfield will have to have an explanation for why he, on the third play of the game, threw one. He had no receiver uh, except Minka Fitzpatrick, and then maybe another Steeler was closer to it than a Brown, and that pick six put him in a 10 nothing hole. Uh, they were soon in a 24 to nothing hole, and uh, Baker kept getting hit, and they got a reality check at Pittsburgh sure. against a very fast defense that now will be missing Devin Bush the rest of the season, torn, ah, a, torn ACL. That's too bad. hate yeah. to see that. They still Good got Bud player. Dupree. They still have got, they got Stephon Tewitt. <laughs> they got players, and they get after you yeah. on defense. You know, it's it's interesting, too, and, and that's why one of the things I admire about the Steelers is you know, they're going to stay with their coach, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't panic. Dude, and you know, they play for him, man. They play I, for I'm Mike. watching that yesterday, and I thought, what kind of off-season something did they have that they all appear to be like super rejuvenated and all on the Mike Tomlin train? I mean, they they really look like they had some. They went away to some retreat or something, and they all came back it's, with like this. We can win the Super Bowl attitude. It's I mean, funny, that's really impressive. It's funny that you say that. Uh, I was was I talking? To, oh, I was talking to a buddy of mine here from Pittsburgh. And he said that he said exactly what you said about the Steelers as a whole about Ben Roethlisberger. It looks like he's out of the fountain of youth. Yeah. And I said, well, remember when two years ago I think Ben was struggling injuries. And he even talked about talk, retirement. Talked, talked about he retirement. mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. And now he looks like they're having fun. And that's my whole thing about this whole NFL season of what I've watched so far is there's two teams every single week, obviously, but there's one team that is just playing to play. It's like they're going outside on a Saturday afternoon, reliving when they were eight and nine years old, creating a neighborhood football game, mm-hmm. and they're playing, and they're playing for the joy of the game, and they're having fun playing. And there's other teams like the Vikings, or for example, or other teams that I've watched this year, that it's, it's almost like a chore that they have to go play a football game. And they're not creating their own juice or their own energy. Well, the Steelers have it, and they're doing it. And that starts with leadership to me. And that starts with head coach Mike Tomlin. 
Well, they sure looked good yesterday, and they are undefeated. Now we'll see what they have because they have to go. They have to go to Baltimore. They were talking about their schedule. Dallas is the third one. I forget who their other one is, but it's a really good team as well. Oh, it's Tennessee next week. Titans and Steelers next week. Find out how good they are. Yeah. Right. So the Titans remain unbeaten, and um, I hesitate to bring it up, but uh, the Minnesota Vikings at home to the. Coach firing Atlanta Falcons fell behind yesterday and could not crawl out of a big I don't know. Hole. I don't know. I haven't watched him, so I don't know. I'll have to look at it. Looked and... like Kirk Cousins had a lot of, uh, oh, by the way, statistics that he racked up after they got woefully behind. Ended up with 300 and some passing yards, but yeah, got to win the game, dude. It's just brutal. I, I, I don't know. If, I know Cousins threw an interception early on. That's the only thing I know. I know that they had a fourth and one on the goal line when they were down 10 nothing and got stopped, and that was the ball game right there. Uh, remember, this is health insurance change time. It is open enrollment time. That means it is auinfo.com time for you to go to their site and allow them to tell you whether your health insurance fits you. It might. It might not. Maybe there's a better plan, one that's more convenient for you with doctors that you like that are in your plan. If you've gotten a big surprise, you go to your doctor and you're not covered. I had that happen one time. That's uh, questions that you sort out at this time of year, and Chrissy and the AUI team can help you do that. The most convenient hospitals, the uh, most uh, convenient or not really convenient, but the ones that make the most sense for you in terms of copay and all that stuff. Health insurance, very complicated. You're already paying for a consultant when you go to healthcare.gov, so let AUI be that consultant. You don't, charge, you don't get charged more. They're compensated by the insurance companies that uh, they pair you with, and they can pair you with anyone. So auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com. And if you're a business owner, they're great for lining up health insurance for your employees or for answering HR questions that you have. They'll save you a ton. They'll educate you about all the compliance issues from the state of Ohio in the era of COVID and other things. AUIinfo.com. What do you do if your Stefanski has fallen on his sword saying he didn't do a good job yesterday with play calling and stuff like that? Um, he's trying to take the onus off Baker and off his team. But uh, do you just say, eh, Pittsburgh's good. It's 38 7. It's one week. We're 4 and 2. I say that. Yeah. So we're, we played bad. We know we're good. We play bad. We can play better. We'll go play better. They're a good team. They're not a bad team. And they're one of those teams that, you know, are going to have a game here or there like that, like they had. Uh, I do think that, you know, when you when you miss a player like Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. hurts your, it hurts your team. Nick Chubb is tremendous. Yep. But I, I there's certainly, yeah, it was a bad game. We just stunk. I mean, I've played in games like that and went on playoff runs. So that's just the way it is. And you... It's not like college footballs. We get ready for Ohio State. Like we know when Ohio State plays this weekend, every game's a playoff game. Yeah, it's not like that in the NFL. You can't think like that. It can happen to anybody. It does happen to anybody, and you just gotta move on to the next week and start making plays again and play with energy and juice. Because it's amazing. Because in the Colts, leading up to this game, the Colts aren't that good. The Browns manhandled them. Mm-hmm. They can't play. They can't beat anybody. And, you know, they have the number one defense in the league. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. Fortunes shift quickly. It does, doesn't it? It's just, and and the mindsets do. do. So you have to be really mentally tough, and you have to forget and move to the next week. You just have to do it or you'll never survive. 
What got your attention around the league yesterday? How much chance do you have to engage in what other things are going on? Like, for instance, I think Tampa Bay opened my eyes some. They got Gronk involved yesterday. Uh, they beat the previously unbeaten Packers and beat them pretty handily. Uh, we have a game this afternoon, right? We have Buffalo yeah. and Chiefs. Chiefs on Fox this afternoon. Last night's game, uh, Niners took care of the Rams. Rams. That's my point. Yeah, like the Niners are two and three, decimated yeah. by injuries, and they beat the Rams. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, Aaron. Rod- I mean, you have <laughs> what's happened is Tampa Bay is going to be there at the end. I, I don't. They're too well coached and have too many good players. I mean, you talk about Gronkowski, and there's a kid that I'll tell you the one of the cool feel-good stories. And I don't know what he did yesterday because I haven't looked at the stats. Is a guy named Ronald Jones mm-hmm. plays for Tampa as a running I think back. He had over 100 yards. Yeah, Ronald Jones was awful his rookie year, just awful. I mean, I couldn't even watch him because I said, "What a wasted pick!" Right? Too much side to side, or what? Just, just was the game was too big for him. Yeah. Right. And. He made a commitment, and I remember talking to the running back coach. Or no, I was talking to Byron Leftwich last year about this kid mm-hmm. and what he was able to do. And I, I got to tell you, man, to see those type of things—that's that's the stuff that I really enjoy about the NFL. Uh, another cool story was the um, the kid uh, Bobby Okariki from the linebacker from the. The Colts, who just from Stanford, who keeps getting better. So when I watch these stories, that's the things that that stand out to me. But here's the one thing about the NFL: I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know because yeah. week in, week out, like Nick Foles, for some reason, every other year plays out of his mind. Then some well, the years Bears they are like the <laughs> ugliest one-loss team in the league. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. They're still winning. What and- surprised you? Are you surprised um, that Brady's still good? Or No, I'm not surprised by that. I guess I'm surprised by Ryan Tannehill. But they've done with Ryan Tannehill what the Bengals used to do with Andy Dalton when they were going yeah. to the playoffs. They've surrounded him with really good players. they got a really good defense. They don't require Ryan Tannehill to do a ton. And what they require him to do, he can do. And he does it well. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. It's all, and the NFL is all about running the ball now. I know, isn't it? It, it it's just strange. used to be all about passing yeah. the football. Now it's just running the ball. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to be good, he, and he really improved. Yes, somebody got to him. You know, Jonathan Taylor was worst in the league at yards after contact in making breaking tackles. He only had three breaking tackles. Going into yesterday's game, wow. and that first screen pass he ran, Jesse Bates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. got. Hey, Jonathan, you got to start playing here. Well, his holes that he had at Wisconsin were pretty big, yeah. and he got ahead of steam and often wasn't touched. But that's not going to be the way it is in the National Football. You fired league. up for Ohio State football? Or are you covering it for? I am like not, officially. I, I am or? not covering it. Um, I'll keep my eye on it because, of course, if you're doing a talk show in Columbus, then Ohio State football is a dominant topic of conversation. Uh, really? They're big favorites against Nebraska, 26 points, which they'll cover probably by halftime. I just was – Saturday I watched Clemson. Watched the key um, – on <laughs> YouTube the, TV, you can a machine, tune in a game and hit key plays to catch up, and it was just ridiculous lo- to I watch the first half. That. Oh, my goodness, it's awesome. <laughs> like 52-7 to seven at halftime. They're a machine, aren't I they? I mean, they're just – 
ridiculous. And I fully expect to see the exact same thing out of Ohio State. Dominant offensive line, tremendous skill players, tremendous quarterback. And then I'm watching Georgia and Alabama Saturday night, and Georgia's really, really doing great in the first half. And all I could think was Georgia would win this game by four touchdowns if Justin Fields was still at Georgia. Really? You don't they like just, the quarterback just at don't Alabama? Have, well, he, no, no. I like Mac Jones a lot, but they couldn't stop Georgia until the second half when they got back one of their defenders who was kicked out with like a minute to go in their game against Ole Miss for targeting. So he yeah. was out. Once they got him in, then the coverage tightened up. But Justin Fields, as he does with Ohio State, as he did last year with Ohio State, he elevates that team to an elite, elite level. And he would Georgia if he were still there. I'm anxious to see him play. Um, I want to see steps out at running back. I mean, I know we have Trey Sermon yep. and Master T. I want to see if there's another one that might Demario surprise. Demario McCall might yeah. be that guy. Well, we've been waiting for him for a couple years, yeah. right? Yeah. I just want to. I, I I don't know. I the, the the most exciting thing for me about Ohio State football when it starts, and you and I have experienced this, so over the years, is that there's always a player that. Where did he come from? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he'll have a great career in the NFL. Yeah, it might be Jamison Williams this year. It might be the guy that, you know, everybody's talking about Olave and Garrett Wilson, but it might be Jamison Williams, or it'll be one of these freshman receivers. Yeah. They're going to have a freshman receiver, maybe more than one, but they're going to have one for sure that's going to get people thinking, wow, we got him for two more yeah. years after this. And one. I, I'm actually excited to see Justin Fields play as far as improvement that he makes. The one thing we thought I think we both thought he did last year. I thought he held the ball sometimes way too long. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. I'm I'm excited to see him play. Here's the one concern I have, and I don't know why they didn't do this because we see it in the SEC every week. There's, I don't know why they didn't build a bye weekend somewhere. Like Somebody asked me Saturday, a uh, guy at uh, Kurtz Brothers, while I was getting mulch, he said, you think they're going to get in eight games? And I said, mm, I wouldn't. I don't know how I'd bet yes or no on that. I'd probably bet no. Yeah, because you look so. around the country and games are getting canceled. I actually don't think it's great that they've had no flare-ups of COVID so far. Like Clemson, remember they had one in like June? I thought Ohio State had one. Well, they shut down for a little bit, but I don't know if that was players. But I'd almost rather like get it over with. You well, know? Yeah, Clemson's clean now. Yeah, they're all immune. They look like they're immune to losing for sure. Man, um, they are loaded. Um, I yeah, I just don't. But you know that the the interesting thing, like we're having these COVID false positives. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I've had it two weeks in a row, right? Where I've been like the um the teams. You, you had no, no, false no, no, no. Oh, the no. teams. Nick Saban, yeah, Nick Saban. No, had but it. I'm talking about the Colts. Remember the Colts had oh, yeah, they had they to had shut a down. Of, they shut down Friday. I called Jim like, are you going to have a game? Yeah, and where was I the following? And uh, the Jets had yeah. false positives, right? So, I, I, I just think, uh, when I hear that, in like when there's postponement of games. There's still people out there. You have to shut the season down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, I, of, them. I, I, Lots of them. Why? But uh, but there, we've made the decision to play through people. Yeah. Now we have like, like it's ba- not a big the, deal. What's anymore. the Barrington something with Oxford? Barrington Bearcats. Where no, my kids there's went like to a, elementary not school. The Barrington, not the Barrington UA school. There's like a <laughs> Barrington study. Oxford, Stanford, Harvard. All these docs saying. 
The shutdowns were a mistake. That's crazy. You got to keep going. You got to press through. And look, I know the numbers keep climbing and the 2,000 cases diagnosed every day in Ohio now is an all time high and Ohio is supposedly the hotbed for it and stuff. It's there's a difference between having it and it being a debilitating threat to young people who play football. Right. So let the young people who play football play football, soccer, golf, cross country, all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so tired of it, you know, and I just I wear my mask when I'm required to wear my mask. But I just think we over I understand why we over protected. I get it. But now it just seems silly, too. But there are people who hang on to that man big time. Uh, Willis Spangler Starling is our attorney firm of choice. Stan Kelly and the Willis Spangler Starling team equipped to handle any legal dilemma that you have. Also, to get you squared away when it comes to wills and estate planning, help you through the uh, murky waters of workers' compensation or personal injury, anything and everything from a legal perspective, go to their website, willisattorneys.com. Find out what your legal rights are. Uh, look at some real-life situations on their blog, Willis Spangler Starling. They're located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. It's a great thing to check off your list when you have everything else tidied up. Have an attorney that is uh, very, very well-equipped to handle any legal situation. So you have them on call when you need them. Willis Spangler Starling, willisattorneys.com. Can I sue myself for for harming myself physically? What you do now? Well, I am 88 miles away from 6,000 miles. Fantastic. Before my good hip, the end of October, you're going to hit your goal. My my good hip is sore. I had to take two PRP spinning of the blood injections Uh into the hip. Uh Uh, Problems with my feet, but I'm going to get it done. You're going to. You're going to. I'm going to prevail. Persevere, punish, and prevail. Yes. And for what? What's the win? What's the win at the end you, of the game? Uh, you accomplished your goal. That's the win. Where are you headed this week, by the way? What's your game this week? Uh, uh, Panthers at Saints. So down oh, Louisiana. my sympathies on having to go to that stinkhole in <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> Yuck. This, I take refuge in my hotel. There's some great churches down there, though. It's <laughs> it's like the it's like. Good versus I was going to say evil. some voodoo churches or no, some real some, churches. There's some real churches. Well, Beautiful. I mean, there's I can't think of a place on this continent that would have more spiritual warfare going on than that stinkhole. Okay, so I get it. You're a fan. I'm not, not a, a big fan, fan of New Orleans. Spiels is a fan. All I, you New Orleans people listening at SpielmanandHooley.com. Except our lady that doesn't like me doing Saints so, games. She'll be happy to have me name? back. Pamela Mouton. <laughs> How do I pull that name out of the back of my head? Pamela Mouton, not Chris Bailman again. I want I want to read this to if you don't mind. I'm going to segue into this. Let's segue right into the faith portion. Right. Absolutely. So Pamela, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're a subscriber to our podcast. Sure she is too. Not a big fan of my television work. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a reminder for me, and especially during this contentious time, which it can be contentious in election mm-hmm. time and. I want people to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave us. Ephesians 4, 32. Then I came across this poem uh, that I would like to share. If you can uh, uh, bear with me, do you mind if I read it? Because no, I do. think it's it's very wise. Please do. If I knew it would be the last time that I'd see you fall asleep, 
I would tuck you in more tightly and pray the Lord your soul to keep. If I knew it would be the last time that I see you walk out the door, I'd give you a hug and a kiss and call you back for one more. If I knew it would be the last time I'd hear your voice lifted up in praise, I would videotape each action in words so I could play them back day after day. If I knew it would be the last time I could spare an extra minute to stop and say I love you instead of assuming you uh, would know I do. If I knew it would be the last time I would be there to share your day, well, I'm sure you'll have so many more so I can let just this one slip away. For surely there's always tomorrow to make up for an oversight, and we always get a second chance to make everything just right. There will always be another day to say I love you, and certainly there's another chance to say our anything I can do. But just in case I might be wrong, and today is all I get, I'd like to say how much I love you, and I hope we never forget. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone, young or old alike, and today may be the last chance you get to hold your loved one tight. So if you're waiting for tomorrow, why not do it today? For if tomorrow never comes, you'll surely regret the day. That you didn't take the extra time for a smile, a hug, or a kiss, or you're too busy to grant someone what turned out to be their one last wish. So I hold your loved one. So hold your loved ones close today. Whisper in the air. Tell them how much you love them, and that you'll always hold them dear. Take time to say I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. It's okay. And if tomorrow never comes, you'll have no regrets about today. And that particularly hits home because of my personal experience of saying goodbye to somebody. I got to say all those things. What hurts me or makes me sad is that people that lose someone suddenly that don't get to say those things and that burden that they carry with them. So today, everybody that's listening to somebody that you need to say, I'm sorry, it's okay, or please forgive me, or I forgive you, get it done today because it's so true. Tomorrow's, and you know, I try to live my life like that, that tomorrow's never promised. And I always try to get everybody, including myself, where I have to check myself quite a bit, but I've done so much better at it. I'm very proud of myself of this, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. is to have a calm, rational response to everything as opposed to getting angered or frustrated. And it makes life a lot easier. So, Well, thank you for sharing that. It's uh, instructive to me today uh, as we do this podcast, and I thought about doing the faith portion of the podcast today, I wanted to do a tribute to uh, my in-laws. My in-laws are here in town, and they are uh, leaving town today, going back to Arizona. And there are many jokes about in-laws, and, you know, we all have uh, heard mother-in-law jokes and stuff like that. And there are a lot of stories where um, guys complain about their in-laws, or in-laws are an, an issue in a marriage. I have been blessed with in-laws that are so amazing and so loving, so supportive, cool. so prayerful. Um, I believe uh, strongly that uh, our girls have been bathed in prayer by 
uh, while they were alive, my parents, and, uh, mm-hmm. and now by Sherry's parents. And I see in my wife um, the impact of her close, extremely close relationship with her parents, and in particular with her father. Um, not that she's not close to her mother, but I see um, the ability of a person to understand the love of a heavenly father is greatly impacted by their relationship with their earthly father. My wife um, is extremely godly and wise, and I do believe that her closeness to her dad played a big role in that. And my father-in-law is is both the strongest and most humble person that I think I've ever met. Wow. Very cool. And uh, selfless, um, so giving, just a gentle man. I admire him so much. I am not like him at all. (laughs) I wish I were. I so wish I were. You're closer to him. I told him, and I will pull him aside and hug him today, but when I left Arizona in uh, December, it's the last time I was in Arizona, and I was driving home because we bought a truck while I was out yeah. there. So I was leaving on the day before New Year's, and I was really just struck by how wise, how loving, how godly he is. And I pulled him aside, and I told him, I truly meant every word of this. I said, Dad, I hope and pray that my daughters can find a man exactly like you. Oh, that's nice. That would be that would be my fondest hope for my daughters, that they could find a man like him. Not like me, like him. I mean that truly. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to impress upon the guys listening to this podcast the impact you can have as a father to, to your sons, to your daughters, and to your son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. You really can impact them greatly. And you can impact anyone greatly. If you don't have those relationships, let's say you are a single uh, man, you never married, but you can find someone to mentor, someone to take aside, someone to express confidence in, someone to take an interest in. And... Um, Project your legacy forward in that person's life and um, let them know how much you care for them and how much you um, pray for them yep. and things of that nature. When you're in that role, as a husband, father, brother, uh, remember this. They're always watching. Yeah, They are always watching. Uh, be cognizant of that. Yeah, and I, the verse that comes to mind, I read it this morning, Um, is from Proverbs, which is uh, the name of the Lord uh, is a strong tower. Mm -hmm. The righteous run to it and are safe. And I think of my father-in-law as that strong tower. He has been a rock uh, for us, for his family, his sons, their families, his grandchildren, his wife. Um, Pretty cool. So be that strong tower uh, for someone. And that'll conclude the Monday edition of the Spielman and Hooley podcast. I'm going to get the answer today from 5 to 7. You are going to get the answers today <laughs> from 5 to 7. 98.9, you're also going to get two 
big boxes of coffee upstairs. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll get some nominations for I'm COVID-19 relief. Somebody save me. I'm trapped in a basement uh, with a man. <laughs> I need help. I'm a tensured servant. <laughs> it appears that... Uh, my my computer performed better today than it did Friday. I didn't pull any names Friday because I just had all kinds of tech issues. So if your wife's looking for the names of the winners, we'll, we'll just we'll pick it up it. next Friday. We'll do it again next Friday, okay? Very good. So everybody have a uh, great day. Very good, day sir. Very good. And enjoy yourselves, and we will talk to you again on Wednesday here on the Spielman <laughs> and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast.